Downtime Podcast. I'm your technical mess of a host, Pablo, and joining me today is my co-host, the graphically impressive Marco, to talk about gaming's best and bootiest. Mm. Now, why are you hearing Pablo's voice instead of uh, Marco's? Well, that's because Marco's a little sicky poo. Uh, Marco, what's up, man? What's God. going on with your with your uh, with your body? Man, my my, my larynx, man. Yeah, you ever had yeah. a bad larynx before? I got, I got a little. Yeah, I had of one the... of those, and I fixed it at the. Me- oh, you talking about your voice? I thought it was like a car part. No, no, sir. <laughs> yeah, oh. my alternator's busted right now. I can't, can't start. Uh, no, nah, I got a little bit of the flu bug, but uh, you know, I, 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 I hit up Planet Smoothie before we uh, decided to record, so now I'm, I'm nice and cooled down. But uh, you know, pun intended. Um, but I'm yeah. okay. I'm just gonna, you, you know, did. I'm gonna fall back a little bit this episode. Let Pablo run things and. Hopefully not run us into the ground. Well, I am a technical mess, so technically (laughs) this is already going to be messy. But in this episode, we'll be covering our big revisions to our top 10 games of 2021. Eight months later, we'll explain. (laughs) Death Stranding ties to PC Game Pass. And Knights of the Old Republic remakes new developer. And much, much more. But before we get into any of that... uh, Shout out to our new and returning listeners for checking out uh, this week's show. Uh, if you like us, give us a podcast, a sub. We drop new episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and our official website at cooldowntime.com. And if you're feeling extra cool, follow us on Instagram at cooldowntimepodcast to keep us in your FOV in between audio episodes. Mm. Uh, let's actually just go crazy here. Let's jump right into our loadouts. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. Marco, I know that uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is probably taking over your life as it's taken over mine. So you have a little quick check-in you want to give us here on this masterpiece of a JRPG. How's your time with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 going? Man, um, so being being sick has its benefits. Uh, getting to mm-hmm. lay up in bed with a Nintendo Switch, a little candle, some potpourri. Where the uh, fuck you live? In a village? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> no electricity? Okay, maybe just the Nintendo Switch part. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm still working on it. I'm actually, I think I'm towards the uh, the end of the game now. So I'm in like the, I think I'm in the big uh, final dungeon-esque area. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's kind of the culmination of all the work you do with, uh, you know, all the classes that you're kind of swapping in and out of and making sure you have the right team composition. So um it's uh, it's a nice little culmination of everything you kind of been working up to to kind of grind it out through that dungeon and, and make it to the other side. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, the hits just keep coming with this game, man. It's 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 uh, it's now officially at a point where, at the very least, the conversation is is it better than Persona Five to me? Yeah. Uh, and and I'm, right now I'm kind of at a deadlock. I think it's gonna it's probably gonna depend on how the game ends. Uh, and if they really stick the landing, but um, it's now it's officially getting hard to choose between those two games because uh, you know a, a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago, whenever it was, we did a uh, top five JRPGs of all time, and I snuck it on the list at the last minute in that episode. Yeah, it was the right call. 
uh, and it's yeah, probably yeah. higher up than I, I thought it would be even at the time. So yeah, um, just a quick update. It's still it's still incredible. A uh, friend of the show, Will, just got into it now after finishing Elden Ring up. So shouts out to him. Uh, and so far, yeah, it's it's just as incredible as I hoped it would be. Even more, actually. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times when people talk about, hey, is it going to be among the best games of all time or among the best JRPG or whatever the game that genre is? A lot of people say, I got to think about it, but I think it's the opposite. I think when you know, you know. Like, I, I can't, like, Witcher 3, Elden Ring, you know, some recent additions to, to the top 10 list, Overwatch, it was just games like, uh, you know, when you know, you know. And I feel yeah. the same way about this game. I think that this game is, for me, probably one of the best JRPGs I've ever played. Now, granted, I'm not, I don't have the history of JRPGs like Marco does, but still, you know, I just, I love this game to pieces. And I can't wait to, to finish it. I am definitely going to finish it, which is huge for me because I don't usually, you know, finish games. I'm so paranoid uh, that you're going to get distracted with something else. I'm, I'm no, like, no, I'm no, genuinely, no. I, I feel like checking up on you sometimes. Like you're still no, playing. No, I right? only, the only thing that I'm playing besides it and o- only because of the Nintendo Switch of it all is Blossom uh, Tales to the Minotaur King. And the reason I'm playing that is because I, 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 at work, I, I take my Switch to work and I play it at work, and I can't play Xenoblade Chronicles 3 at work because of the long uh, cutscenes and all that. It's just like, I just want to put that, I, I want to make sure that I'm giving that game its time. Blossom Tales 2 is uh, a fantastic Zelda like in the vein of like uh, a link to the past or something of that sort. And grinding away at that game little by little as I go, it is, it is. Leaps and bounds better than the first one. If, for those of you who don't know, it's basically just that. It's a, it's a gender swap Zelda game where you play as Lily and you're there. And, and in this game, you're going to save your brother Chris. And it's 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 as simple as it, as that in terms of the story. But everything else, the the combat, the 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 art style, the puzzles, the music, all of that is just consistently amazing. And I am having so much fun. So if anybody who is interested in Zelda likes, specifically the the old school ones like Link to the Past, Link Between Worlds, um, or even the first Zelda game, I I highly recommend this because this is just that and in 2022. Like I, I you think about um the game that recently released, uh, uh Link's go. Awakening. Uh. no oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I was worried. No. I was worried. Nah, Link's Awakening, that was, you know, it was good, the art style was nice, it was fine, but the art style was a little weird, it was a little too toy-like, and the game, that game itself isn't great, uh, among Zelda games, this is like a much better version of that, um, so I, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of these Zelda likes out there, uh, but this one for me, pound for pound, is the best of them, in, in the vein of, again, Link to the Past, or that sort of that it's the best pound for pound. I love the first one. The second one is by far leaps and bounds better than the than the first. So if you're a fan of these games, run out and get it. It's like fourteen it's, bucks or something like it's that. It's thirteen forty nine, right? It's still on sale, ten percent off right now. So yeah, for yeah, guys, uh, Switch, I, you should definitely do it. I guess. Yeah, especially if you're old. I know I have a lot of friends that are all like Nintendo heads that, that love these old old school Zelda games, even more so than the newer Zelda game. This is up their alley. I've recommended it to everybody that I know that likes it, and, and so far, the people that I've recommended to and that are playing it, the first one and the second one are completely in love with the game. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. You have anything else? Are you are you literally just no life in this game? Like you're not playing anything else? I, I have not turned on my PlayStation or Xbox in quite quite some time. So that's yeah, pretty cool. I'm I'm just focusing on this game because you only get one first experience with a big game like yeah. this. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. can always go back and replay them, but it's never it's never quite the same. So I want to get all of it you, in the right way. 
Yeah. Let me ask you this: What is the first game you're gonna play when you're done with Xenoblade Chronicles Three? Because I know Roller Drome is out, um, and there's some other games out there. Is there anything you have on your docket ready to go? It it's gonna depend on Saints Row. Uh, oh, that's right. If, yeah. If if that game gets reviewed well, which I'm starting to get a little nervous about it, then I'll probably I'll probably give it a shot because uh, okay. I'm such a fan of it. But if not, um, I might either do Roller Drome or when does uh, a Plague Tale Requiem come out? Isn't that soonish no i think that i that think not? it's talk i i thought it was it might be at september mid-september uh, okay all right yeah, yeah i don't know why i thought that was coming out this month but um that's yeah. because they just released a gameplay thing recently, it could be, yeah, so yeah, it's, been, pro- it's been on twitter re- oh it's uh, october recently. 18th oops yeah october okay okay so it's a Yikes. while it's a bit out yeah, yeah the next game that i'll play after that like in full uh is maybe soul hackers 2 though the reviews that i'm seeing aren't exactly like great yeah. so it, it'll actually be between soul hackers 2 and, and saints row whichever of those end up with a better open or score. you can go back to some other games you haven't beat yet <laughs> yeah I, I, elden ring i i looked it up i'm literally on the last boss so i have to get through that yeah. uh and as soon as i'm done with that then um i have other stuff that i gotta gotta get going here for the end of year stuff but yep. uh you know what i think it's time for us to move on to our very next uh part of the show and that's the news portion of our show hit points for breaking news rumors and booty juice it's time for hit points all right guys i have a delay update report here this just in another delay mm. evil west has been delayed from september to Nova me member, <laughs> I, I uh, misspelled it there, so I was gonna typo oh, God in the spirit in the spirit of, of my typo ness. <laughs> I left that on there. November twenty second, just thirteen days after God of War Ragnarok, due to this delay, is evil was fine, faulty, or fuck. Um, it, this one's tough, man. Because on one hand, I feel like the delay is literally just to create um space but it's almost like there is no getting away from anything because you know september is gonna have some some pretty good releases november gonna have some (laughs) gonna have something called god of war like yeah i don't know what i i don't know i i honestly i don't know i i'm just gonna say faulty just to kind of keep it kind of in the middle here I'm sure, sure, sure they probably need to do some touching up to, you know, not just be an immediate afterthought. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, it, I was, it was a toss up between fine and faulty for me. Um, but I'm going to go with faulty. Yeah. I think they could probably I'm do a- some polishing up to not like come out of the gate with bugs or weird stuff going on. Uh, so I'll just say that. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go straight. Fu- um, <laughs> the, I, I just the, the, the amount of delay from September from September to November. There's nothing. Uh, there's not a lot there. So whatever they have to polish up. Well, how what could they possibly do in that time? And then, you know, trying to get away from God of War by snuggling themselves 13 days after God of War Ragnarok. I, it doesn't seem that for me seems more like, hey, we're just going to tuck this game uh, away over here because all the hype that it's getting. Uh, we don't want the spotlight on it right now because this is like I'm telling you, there's like a 6.0 written all over it. And I think that <laughs> they want to create a little bit more of that. I guess they want to bamboozle people into buying this right after God of War and thinking, oh, this is the game that people were talking about, and then just kind of be a mess. That's my opinion. I would not be surprised if this game gets delayed to 2023, just to say that much. Even if they do that, though, it's almost like, okay, well, you're not the only ones that have done that recently, too. Exa- so exactly. Exa- and that's why I think that anybody. this game is... And that's why I think that it's exactly... That's why I think this game is fucked, because why not just 
just delay to 2023 mm. unless you're trying to hide some shit. Why not hide mm. some stuff under the biggest game of the year, bar none, hands down. Well, besides Elden Ring, but pretty it's it's in that same caliber. Let's move into some hit point news here. Marco, why don't you start us off here uh, with uh, some some Microsoft Game Pass stuff? Unless you want me to read all the stuff, I can read it. I know no, you throw a little. I, 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 can, okay. I can cover it. I speech good. Um, all right, speecher. Go speak your ass <laughs> off. So, the video games is this thing. Uh, no, so here we go. Um, it's never That's been. That's not like that your throat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fever was higher than he thought, folks. It fried his brain. I don't want to talk about my throat anymore on this podcast. This is not a good, not a comfortable subject. It's never been <laughs> completely clear as to how studios make money when games go on Game Pass. And Microsoft has never been clear, but it's believed to be on a case-by-case basis. Big Cheese Studios, the developer of Cooking Simulator has recently divulged the terms of their deal. According to them, Microsoft paid the studio a one-time payment of $600,000 to include their game, which, need I remind you, is Cooking Simulator, <laughs> into the Xbox Game Pass library. The amount of money is 22% of the studio's revenue from the previous year. That does seem like a pretty good deal, considering cooking simulator on steam has seen less than 300 concurrent players as of late so i think the question is pablo how does this business model hold up and how does this make sense for microsoft make it make sense man i have i i i don't know um six hundred thousand dollars is uh you know six hundred thousand dollars for a game that i don't know that anybody has been talking about since it was released on the game pass dude i went on I, 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 sorry i went on open critic to see what it was reviewing like four reviews yeah i don't and it's, a, it's an old game came out last year or a year and a half ago so on top of the fact that you're making this exclusive making this a game pass game it's also an old game mm-hmm. it's an old game that's been dying and you paid them six hundred thousand dollars like i i I would venture to guess that if they put this game out themselves, uh, 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 Big Cheese Studios did, they wouldn't make $600,000 in terms of profit off this game. I just don't see it. Ain't no way. So I don't understand what this means. I, I can't even imagine what they paid for the likes of Red Dead Redemption 2 or any other third-party game, uh, Outriders, that they put on there. Like... That seems bananas, and to me, looking at that, I'm like, is this just something, are they going hard now to then just take the gas off completely? Because $600,000 seems like a desperation uh, bid. However, I'm guessing that probably has something to do with, with Sims being a big thing now, like Life Sims stuff being a big thing now with Power Wash Simulator, all that good stuff. They probably are seeing that and thinking, hey, we need to get all this shit in there. But, man, that is a that is a hefty amount of money for Cooking Simulator. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, dude. It's I think, first of all, Game Pass has been kind of in a weird place to me this year. I don't know if you feel that way too. Just holistically, not to say that it's been bad or it's 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 been off. Well, maybe maybe it is a little off. Um, I, I just would say it's a little bad. I I, I don't know. It, it's like there hasn't been a lot of big marquee games that they've put on the service recently. Um, good games have have come to the service, but certainly nothing that's like you know world shaking, right? And yeah. it's like okay, you don't want to do that, 
but you want to spend a little over half a million to get a cooking simulator game on the service. To me, there's a few ways that I could look at it. And I, and I got to admit, I'm like, I'm kind of paranoid about trying to sound like, I don't want to sound like I'm anti Game Pass or anything or anti Xbox, but it does seem a little desperate. It seems a little yeah. bit like, what what's the agenda behind this? Are, are they getting rejected some like enough to to need to spend this money on something like what what what's the deal um i don't know if i even fully believe that to to you know a full extent but it it does make me wonder because this is it's curious this is a good chunk of money this is a good chunk of money and i get microsoft has money to spend i'm sure they do so maybe this is just a drop in the bucket for them quite possibly and it's and that's cool but also huh like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I think, um, I think that they're going to have to be very, um, careful about what they're spending their money on. It's great that they have the money to spend, but if you want to curate a good game pass library and you're willing to put serious money on the table to secure some good games, like then pick some good games. It, it, it's a, it's a pretty simple equation. I, I, the only thing that makes, makes this make sense to me to answer the question is if they're really trying to strike a good relationship with indie developers yeah. and build a rapport that way. Like, hey, we're kind of, in, in a roundabout way, we're kind of funding you. So remember that next time you make the next blah, blah, blah game or something so that right. you know kind of, hey, we were your boys back that other time and we gave you some money up, up front to put it yeah. on a game. You know, maybe it's just to kind of secure th- those teams a little bit. But that's that's as far as I can go in terms of like, making it make sense though yeah i mean in terms of them not releasing a lot of games on game pass or a lot of marquee games i think that's more or less kind of how 2022 just has been in general but with that said the choices that they're making to get these games on their platform just seems a little off i mean you got uh again i don't i hate the whataboutisms but in this case they fit you got sony with stray and Roller Drone that's reviewing really well. They're making the right choices. They're making really good choices in terms of the games that they pick uh, to have uh, as an exclusive indie game. Xbox doesn't seem to be doing that. Xbox seems to be throwing. That's I guess that's the problem with having that much money. They're just throwing money at people to get onto their service. Uh, and probably in a in a year where there's better games, this game doesn't make it on there, and this in this in this dev team doesn't make that money. But it is what it is. And one on the positive, Xbox is given these indie devs some money man they're they're fun they are they are supporting the devs in that way and that's in one way that's pretty dope but in the other i don't know how sustainable this is going forward like microsoft is made of money sure but they would cut losses when they need to cut losses i know xbox future probably is in publishing but man that this seems like a lot of money for an old game that not a lot of people were playing uh so anyway Yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, weird well, time on Game Pass side of things, but um, for sure, yeah, for sure. Another thing that's uh, weird, it's this uh, whole Kotor thing. It is believed that Saber Interactive has taken over Aspire's work on Knights of the Old Republic remake. Saber Interactive was already a support studio on the project, and it was speculated by Bloomberg that Saber Interactive would most likely take over the project last month. This seems to now be the case without mentioning the, na- the game by name. Embracer Group stated that one of, their, one of the group's AAA projects has been transitioned to another studio within the group. Uh, that's a quote. Uh, they continued, quote, 
This was done to ensure the quality bar is where we need it to be for the title. We are not expecting any material delays for the for the title based on transition, end quote. So are we confident that even though the demo that was presented did not meet internal expectation, that Saber Interactive is going to come in and not only deliver the game, but deliver it without any delays? Marco, what do you think about that? Um, I don't think anybody really realizes how much of a game this is to me. Yeah. I, yep. You know, and I, I, I'm willing to bet that was part of what Aspire's initial problem might have been, or at least in part. Not Should only have not aspired be- for more. <laughs> oh God! And that's going to wrap up this week's show. I'm going to go back to hosting. Uh, no, no. Um, I think one of Aspire's many problems was that they probably didn't they probably didn't pay enough attention to the scope of work for how right. how much game is here and, and what you want to do to not just make things look nicer, but also like remake it, like remake everything. Um, so I guess to answer the question, um, I think they're going to deliver the game. I think the game will probably be fine without any delays, though. Unlikely. Um, I, yeah. I think I think we're probably not going to hear anything else about this game, like announcement wise for a long time. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be like almost like a Metroid Prime 4 kind of situation where, sure. you know, yeah. hey, we're just letting you know it's a mess. <laughs> Bye. We'll be back in a few years. And, and I think that I think we won't hear anything, you know, for, for quite some time, probably not till the end of this console cycle, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, probably. What, what I don't understand is that this game apparently has been in development for three years, and then they showed that demo to the execs and they didn't like it. But Saber Interactive was part of that process. They mm-hmm. were a support group. So what exactly did Saber do or not do? Uh, what do they do different <laughs> that they have confidence enough that this game is going to come out? But not only that, them saying that this game will not have any material delays, whatever the fuck that means. I I, I wonder what it is. I, I'm in two camps. I think that either they showed the game and it was turn-based combat and they were like, no, nah, we don't want that. Or it was action, uh, an action uh, RPG now, and the combat just wasn't as good. So I don't know how you fix something like that to the point where executives who, I don't know how much they know about what they want to deliver, knew that this wasn't it. And so it's it's kind of weird to me that the Embracer Group has is is either lying, boldface lie, or some of the reports about the demo not being up to par are a little bit, you know, exaggerated in what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, because for all intents and purposes, this game was supposed to come out this year, technically, based on uh, based on what they were talking about. So we'll see if this game comes out anytime soon. But I, I would not be surprised that if this whole thing comes out and they're like, hey, by the way, we want to ensure the quality of the game. And so what we're doing is we're hitting the motherfucking reset button. Because <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen if I'm Sony, um, If I'm Sony in this, I'm like... God, <laughs> you know, like I get, yeah, yeah. I, I get the fact that they, um, I mean, I'm glad they did something right. Instead sure. of just like leaving it to aspire to figure out their own mess. I mean, I'm sure aspire is a disaster right now and they were probably poor leadership was probably trickling down and affecting, yeah. uh, Saber interactive with the support role initially. But if I'm Sony, I'm like, you know, Y'all better deliver. Like you, you've got to promise me that it's going to be on. That's probably where the pressure is coming from about the the, the no delay thing. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if yeah. there's some type of contractual window um, that they have to meet to get the game out by a certain time. 
Um, and, and, and that puts pressure on Embracer. Now it, it's, if you're Embracer of all the, of all the people that have that problem, Embracer is probably the best one because they can, they can funnel, they can probably funnel more help if they have to with the money what that they obviously get, have. What I don't get is Embracer group putting Saber Interactive on this. The problem that I always saw with Aspire was that they are a team of devs that do ports. Mm-hmm. Saber Interactive is the same kind of um, a kind of team. They do ports for Switch. They did uh, what? They did SnowRunner, World War Z on for Nintendo Switch. They've created the Evil Dead game. Which you know, I guess people like that game, uh, but they they they've worked on Halos and, and yeah. all that stuff. But they're they've always been a subsidiary, like a side, uh, uh, a side development group. So the fact that they're giving them this entire game is a little bit concerning. They are also working on one of my anticipated games, the 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 Space Marine Two, the Warhammer 40,000 uh, 40, game, uh, which I don't know, man. It, it just don't seem like the group to be doing this game at this scope. So it is mm-hmm. a very very weird choice in my part, in in, in my guesstimation. So uh, we shall see what actually uh, it turns out. For sure. Um, all right, I got one more. Um, go for it. So here we go. Speaking of uh, interesting projects, Death Stranding. Death Stranding's back in the headlines, Pablo, because the fans of Death Stranding lost their minds this week when Xbox PC Game Pass uh, changed their profile picture, I believe on their Twitter account, if I'm not mistaken, Twitter, right? Yeah. Um, with a rainy landscape that looks uh, like a background or an environment from uh, Kojima's post-apocalyptic package delivery open-world mess of a game, um, which immediately sent uh, social media into a frenzy uh, to claim that Death Stranding is coming to uh, the Game Pass PC library. Um, wouldn't be totally out of the question since 505 Games uh, is the publisher of this game, and Kojima Productions is, of course, an independent studio. Uh, but because the internet is the internet, this has become another one of those things that some overzealous Xbox fans uh, seem to want to hang their hat on, claiming that this is um, some sort of master plan by Xbox to become the quote-unquote market leader. Um, now, Pablo, are we buying that? Does, does the inclusion of Death Stranding on uh, PC Game Pass actually mean anything to you? Or at all? No. No, nothing at all. I mean... This makes sense, sure. This isn't a PlayStation exclusive, a console exclusive game. This game is already on PC, so it isn't like we're we're, we're it isn't like Xbox is getting an exclusive uh, game. They're just having it on their Game Pass for people who have Game Pass. It is, it is a interesting talking point, but when you look at it, really, it doesn't mean anything. And the whole market leader thing, I mean, God. This this just kind of reeks of pettiness. I guess in terms of what they could and couldn't do, it looks like Xbox was able to get this game on Game Pass, and that's what they're going to do. Uh, the fact that Xbox Game Pass, uh, the PC Game Pass Twitter account, changed their uh, their avatar, their, their, their profile picture to that just screams petty because they don't do that when games are, are uh, put on their platform. It is what it is, but at this point, they're kind of gloating a little bit, if it turns out to be the case. This is a bunch of nothing for me, and it continues to just really be more or less uh, just a reflection of how 
terrible some of these communities are because they're so blinded by wanting to their plastic box to win something. I don't know what the prize is. Uh, <laughs> that they are blindly going out there, getting on their on their uh, podcasts, which have a lot of listeners. They have a huge community, and they're feeding them this bullshit story about xbox and and phil's uh genius master plan to become market leader just because they're gonna put death stranding on uh on gay pass which is a game that i loved but i know is flawed but it is being presented to you as if it was one of the best games ever made in the history of all the times <laughs> that's just not the case marco what do you think um it's a weird one right because I don't know if Sony owns the rights to the IP of Death Stranding. They do. So what, I looked that up. Wouldn't there have to be some kind of okay from Sony to let this happen? Even though pu- publishing is a different story, but I mean, this is their IP technically. So I would imagine yeah, I, they've got to have some type of say so over this. It um, would it would make a lot of sense for me, but then again. MLB The Show is on Game Pass, and that's mm-hmm. developed by by PlayStation Studio. So, I and when it's published, I don't know how much they have to say in terms of whether or not it can go. But I'm assuming they have a word. They have something to say about this. Yeah, yeah. This is this is tricky. Um, I am honestly, I'm kind of astonished at Xbox fans. Uh, for for the way that they've responded to this i mean yeah and you you kind of hit all the the main points so i'll just kind of piggyback off of them really i mean i i hate to sound so like anti-xbox but i don't want to be paranoid about how i sound either so i'm just gonna say it i think um and you might not even like hearing this to some extent but like it's 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 sad that this year for xbox is so bad that Taking a franchise that has been obviously to some extent associated with PlayStation is a major headline for them. I think just overall that's it's kind of showing how low of a year it is for them, right? Um, because you know your most exciting stuff between this and MLB the show has been Sony stuff. So clearly Sony's doing something right. And Deathloop and coming Death, later, right? So there is that part of it. Um, but you know, it it all kind of, and that's what this is what I love about when people kind of put their 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 foot in their mouth because when people do all the console warring on Twitter and social media, message boards, Reddit threads, or wherever, and you tear down a game or an IP that's not on your favorite console one minute, but then when it ends up on your console, now it's like, haha, look what we got, yeah. and all of a sudden your pom poms are out for it. I mean, it's it's. It's kind of ridiculous, and, and and this is why fanboys, a don't ever realize they're fanboys, and secondly, they they always contradict themselves. Um, yeah, they, they only say what what's the most inflammatory for the moment. Yep. Um, they don't represent the quality of the game when they talk about it at all. Right. Final Fantasy VII remake leading up to the summer games presentation from Xbox. Oh man, we're gonna get it, and and I can't wait. When it didn't happen, oh. Well, Persona is better than Final Fantasy anyway. <laughs> so, it, you know, it it just changes with the wind um, when it comes to fans. Now, listen, okay. In terms of Death Stranding on, on, on PC Game Pass, fine, sure. It's it's an older game. I mean, it, it 
it, it's not hurting anybody for it to be on the service. If anything, it's cool that the game gets one last, you know, extra wind of life um, after the director's cut came out. So fine. It, it's, it's cool with me. I will say, though, and this is me kind of putting a tinfoil hat on, I'm not exactly sure, um, and I could be wrong here, and I probably am, I'm not exactly sure if what these teases are alluding to is Death Stranding. I think what the images are are certainly Death Stranding. I just don't know if I'm willing to say that it's it's a tease for Death Stranding, because I just uh, the sticking point of Sony owning the IP, I just can't get past that. I wonder if this is more of a tease of um, the partnership with uh, Kojima that was that was teased at the Games Fest oh, thing, true. and they're true, just true. using some old imagery from Death Stranding to kind of allude to something new coming soon with the new game. But then I don't know what the landscape of PC because there's a rumor about Sony getting a PC launcher, which uh, isn't Game Pass mm-hmm. for PC, but it's still a launcher. There, what if there's a there's a good chance that an Xbox exclusive game on PC could show up on the Sony launcher just because it's launching? Yeah. You know, so it's it just those weird things where they mean nothing, but people make it out to mean something. I, I there's someone that I, I just looked it up to make sure. I'm not going to say who it is, uh, but it's a a known community person with an Xbox who is actively like you know talking up. Death Stranding in terms of like the game and then going back to this tweet when Death Stranding came out uh, he's shitting on it you know mm-hmm. he, he's making some sly remarks about about it so just to kind of prove your point there um, as for you know the conversations about Xbox being so bad that when this stuff comes out it's it's headlines yeah I, I agree with that I also think that if like Gears of War was coming out on on Sony's uh, platform in one way or another it would also get big uh, headlines but I, I, it's it's this is silly because it, it just it's not coming to consoles you know what I mean it's right. not it's not coming it's it's already on PC so people who could play it on PC today it'll be on Game Pass eventually probably and so it's it's not really changing anything the game hasn't changed in any way there's no master plan here it's just it is what it is they're able to get it on on, on game pass but that's a good point the, the par- partnership with um with kojima could lead to that or even the partnership with kojima maybe kojima does own a, p- a part of this training and could probably get it on there if if, if, uh, if possible so yeah it's just a weird pick all around though it's it's not it's not a it's it's almost like a headline grabbing choice more than it is like hey we really thought this would be a great game to yeah um enhance our library on PC Game Pass it it there is a lot of petty here there's a lot of that that the sure. the, the like the nail polish emoji on on this uh this move to me yeah <laughs> cuz if the game if it does turn out that Death Stranding is coming to a Game Pass PC they changed their entire profile picture Come on. For a still picture of that game, come on! They knew they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They might not be outright saying, "Hey, we're getting this," but they're they're definitely rallying up the communities See, there and, for sure. And this is why, and this is why, Xbox is going to have to be very careful because I've said this probably back towards the beginning of the show um, in general. But like, anytime a company ends up in first place. Obviously, you know, not really counting Nintendo here, but between Xbox and Sony, they usually get arrogant and they start getting a little showboaty and a little too comfy with being in the their their driver's seat kind of thing. 
And you can start noticing a little bit of the pettiness and a little bit of the jabs. And Sony's done it. Xbox has done it. You know, Sony famously, you know, during E3, here's how you share a game. And they passed yeah, it, yeah. you know, the disc over. Like, they do this when they think they're on top. And almost every time, it does kind of come back to bite them down the road. <laughs> yeah, Sony. Right? So when Sony did that shit, they all out here pretending they didn't have just a generation of a console that was pretty much a failure compared to the PlayStation 2, you know? Yeah. But yeah, 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 so you're right, you're right. They have to be careful. Xbox has got to be especially careful because what you don't want to do is is showboat and get arrogant like this during a year <laughs> like this. Like, but you're showboating for at second place. They're still not... And I know you're an Xbox guy more than anything, like, but even you know, like, this is not a good time to, to start acting like this. Like, you have yeah. a, this is a bad year. You are having a yeah. lot, this is a horrible year for you. And you're, you're like, dangling Death Stranding in front of people, like, haha, got yeah. you. Like, what, what are you doing? How about, how about get your games I, out on time? What about that? Yeah. I think they have. I think there's an air of confidence to them that this 2022 is going to be a forgotten year, and that may, very well may be if if they hit on everything they're supposed to next year, and and, and then follow the path that they're that, that they've set forth with 2024 and 2025 with Perfect Dark and and Avowed and all that good stuff. Uh, but I mean, we could only talk about and react to what the now and right now today. They they, they this is the first year that I've seen in a while that. Sony and Xbox have grown in animosity rather than trinket because over mm -hmm. the years they've been kind of getting closer together in terms of like each of the company heads talking to each about each other's games and they're still doing that but behind the scenes and it's coming out publicly they're, they're all being petty McGee yeah you know yeah you got Sony saying that that Call of Duty is irreplaceable one of the best games of all time and then you got Xbox saying man that game ain't shit none of the games are shit like they're <laughs> all playing the bullshit petty game just to to, to, to get a one-up on each other but i hope that i hope that playstation continues to do what they're doing and i hope xbox next year really starts to release those games because that's the only thing that, that that's gonna walk here is 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 those games you could talk all that shit but it, it ain't nothing until those games are out and now, so now I, those games gotta come out and they gotta be good now i want to say this because i he ain't sneaking out of here i want to talk about hideo kojima for just yeah. a second I know we got to move on, but Hideo Kojima is a hoe, guys. <laughs> I said it before. I said I'll say it again. If this is if this is how he's playing ball, uh -huh. he's he's getting just as petty McGee as, as everybody else. Yeah. If he has something to say in, in it, and I think he might, I, I think one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And and the problem with this is, it's Death Stranding we're talking about here let's not let's not get again i know a lot of people swear by it i know you're a big fan of it people that we know um offline are fans of it but this is not necessarily the game you want to use to rub anybody's nose into it like this is not yeah. the one okay it, it's not a universally renowned game at all so if i'm kojima you you better watch yourself because again it's cool to go with what's going good for the moment xbox has got money to spend they're funding you you guys got your little kosher agreement you got going on with the next game or whatever it's all fine and good but you better deliver 
You yeah. better deliver because you can you can put the you can put Death Stranding any on any console or PC you want. I don't. It, it can run on wherever you want to put it. Go ahead. <laughs> but if you're gonna get like this and start picking sides, and now I'm with my my daddy Phil Spencer over here. If you're gonna start doing that, this next game better be a hit, dude. Don't don't come at me with some weird goofy concept, and then it's just another one of your obscure little art house games that that doesn't stack up, like. If you want to go here and you want to buddy up with Xbox to be petty like this, your game better deliver. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's go ahead and let's move on to the main event of the show, the Checkpoint Chat. It's time for the Checkpoint Chat. All right, guys. Checkpoint Chat time. Mm. So what we're going to do here is, like I mentioned on top of the show, we're going to revise our top 10 games of 2021. Yeah. Eight months later. Going through them here, we done made some mistakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think, and just, just to say this out there, I think that at the moment when we create this list, we felt very strongly about our we top did. 10 list. I, it, ain't, it isn't something like that, oh, man. Uh, I, I, I would challenge everybody who, who does lists and have top 10 lists, go back to, to all your old lists and tell me if you're not going to revise that bitch a little bit. It's just that this year, 2021, comparatively speaking, just it, it, it happened a little faster than usual because of everything with some of these games on the list. So what we'll do here is this. We're going to uh, renominate two games, two per person. I got two. Marco's going to have two. Uh, and then after that, we're going to see what game deserves to get the fuck out of the top 10 mm. so we can replace these two games. And then we're going to go ahead and reorganize that top 10 list. Marco, why don't we go ahead and start? Why don't, how, do you feel up to it? You want to read the our, our game of the oh, year yeah, list yeah. No, I, as I it stands it. right now? Um, so here's, here's where we left off last year um, when we had our big deliberations on the on the show. We had number 10 as East 9 Monstrum Knox. Number 9 was Disco Elysium, the final cut. Number 8 was Metroid Dread. Number 7 was Forza Horizon 5. Number 6 was Resident Evil Village. Number 5, Lost Judgment. Number 4, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Number 3, Psychonauts 2. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. And number one, we had Halo Infinite. So that's where we left off uh, for our Game of the Year deliberations last year. And we messed up. We got to fix <laughs> we, it. We're perfect. Um, so, yeah, as Pablo said, before the 2022 madness ensues into 2023, we're taking one last look back to make sure we yeah. get this right, man. So... Um, Pablo, let's go ahead and I guess you want to do the first step here. Is that the, 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 the new nominations? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you want me to kick it off first? Or you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Kick it off. Um, yeah. Tell me the two games you would nominate, uh, now we might to have potentially put on this list. In case we have the same stuff. I did, I did. I have a few extras just in case. So we have two. I, I don't think we got the same stuff. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I, I went through my list, and I reorganized my list, okay. and I'm like, man, I put two games on there. I'm like, fuck, I was embarrassed that I didn't have these two games on there. So I, okay. I'm interested to see what you have. Um, now, I will caveat this by saying when we get to the second step of narrowing the list back down to 10, some of these games could go again. 
Like we were renominating yeah, yeah, yeah. them, and you know, maybe That's we'll just right. realize, right. okay, maybe it's that shouldn't be It's not for sure. Honest. Yeah. That's uh, right. But yeah. here are my comebacks. I have Hitman Three, and I have Near Replicant. My third one, if we want to just have it out there as a bonus, yeah, was, Far, yeah, yeah. was Far Cry Six. That was my three. Okay. Yeah, my two are definitely me games, um, and that's and that's uh, Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury, plus Bowser's Fury, more for Bowser's Fury, um, and then I had Ace Attorney Chronicles uh, on there. Um, what's your what are your re- do you want to put some reasons as to why those two games you're nominating those two games? Um, um, yeah, so to me, you know, Hitman Three was a you know, to me, it was a, it was a it was one that was hard for me to get into at first because I really didn't like the first two games all that much. Yeah. Um, and I said it before. I mean, I think I think that series was a lot of like dress up the game. You know, just put on this costume. Everybody's the same height and build as you. That's around town, so you can just slip right. into anything, yeah. and it's Perfect fine. Fit. Perfect fit. I can't um, even fit a goddamn shirt at a store, <laughs> but this man just took a shirt off somebody's back, and he looked good as fuck. He looked perfectly normal. Um. But you know what? I think the game grew on me uh, as as I went back and replayed it later in the year last year, and I actually came around to it in a pretty big way and realized, man, this I, I don't think I gave it enough credit for just how extensively in depth it is and and the degree of things that you can actually do uh, in that game to you know basically finish the mission. Um, I still think the game has some problems. Um, sure. But overall, I felt like the experience is actually one of the more memorable ones that I had last year. Now that I'm like eight months removed from our our, uh, deliberations about it, because like some of those levels, I I remember them quite well. I remember some of the story beats actually quite well. Not saying that had a great story, but um, I think it just stuck with me more than I thought it would. I thought I'd forget about it by now, but I actually I'm like, "Ah, it's weird that it's not on the list. Um as far as Near Replicant goes, I had that on the um, my top five favorite JRPGs of all time list uh, recently. And that's because I think it grew on me a lot, uh, particularly with the narrative. Um, I think the story is, is um, out of this world good. And I've never played a game with that kind of story before. That really stuck to me yeah. the way that did. Um, it's, a, it's a wonky game, uh, sometimes by design, uh, sometimes frustratingly so. But... Um, you can't not you can't say there's anything else out there quite like it. So yeah. I just think that it's sheer originality and what it did as a remake to kind of reimagine and repurpose some of the story elements and characters in a new way uh, from even the lead character being a younger kid as opposed to the original game in the U.S. being an old man. Things like yeah, that, yeah. plus what they did to kind of build on it and segue it into Near Automata, which came out after the original. Um I thought it was brilliant stuff. So uh, it that was one that I thought, okay, maybe that needs another look. So that that's the reason behind my main two. Yeah, for me, for Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury is, for all intents and purposes, Bowser's Fury is a new game in the 3D Mario game genre. It's, it is, it, it, I admit, it feels at times more of a concept than a full-fledged game, but it, 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 but more times than not, it does feel like a full-fledged game. 
what Bowser's Fury does with environments is pretty. It's pretty spectacular. Uh, you know, every time you beat an area, you know you got this huge Bowser presence, and all of a sudden fireballs start raining. And you uh, these things that I've never seen in any 3D Mario game because you know even with the Mario 64 games, they're pretty static. Hub world, jump into a painting. That's the level. This seems a little bit more uh, open in, in that way, and and I really enjoyed that. And, and just because it is a smaller scope doesn't mean that any of the mechanics are smaller or are less than any of the other games they're actually really uh ingenious in a lot of ways and i'm and, and, and it's and it's crazy to me and i guess it's because i played it so early in the year when it came out in january that i didn't have it in my top 10 or bring it up in the top 10 list here for us because it is a spectacular uh game i played um i i played like a lot of it recently before a uh, blossom sale came out as my work game and blown away continue to be blown away by the game it is absolutely awesome ace attorney chronicles i i i love the 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 point and click novel uh you know visual novel games that's a pablo kind of game and like marco it's one of the most memorable times i had this year with a video game last year with a video game i i like i thought the story i thought it was cool i thought it was well written i thought that the the stuff that ace attorney always does it, it, it's it's even more in, in like innovative in this one because they kind of have to work around the fact that it's in olden days all that stuff is really sub su superb and i you know playing a game that's really asomnia files i really find myself lo loving these kind of games but really kind of referring back to ace attorney as the end all be all of these kinds of games and chronicles is a spectacular entry into the ace attorney game and if it would it would have been if it would have been dubbed ace attorney six i, I it probably would have been up there for me so i kind of overlooked it unfortunately but that's why i have it on here okay um and if we're gonna have far cry six on here real quick i will say um i think in terms of far cries it's it, this game got a really bad rap when it came out yeah um, and I think it was kind of undeserved because I felt like the game did a great job of something that we talk about a lot on the show, which is um, iterating within itself as a franchise and not necessarily mm -hmm. trying to be brand new things um, because people are tired of the formula, but just doing these little but important things uh, quality of life wise and just with adding some new little ways to, to have, enjoy some new variety um, to, to keep that game relatively fresh and, and interesting despite um, what it what it shares in common with its predecessors. Um, so I think the game got bagged on for, for really unfair reasons. Um, and I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. I, I actually wasn't even planning on buying it, but it caught me at a time when I was really bored and I just wanted to play anything new. And it kind of took me off guard of how much of a good time I ended up having with this one. I loved the way the culture was represented. The, the music was great. Um, I actually liked the, the environment. Uh, overall, the characters were pretty good. Um, it it was a good time. I, I really liked it. So I thought maybe, you know, maybe this is one we can throw back into the conversation and, and see if it sticks or not. But either way, I think it was important to at least say that this game deserved a flower or two, uh, in my for, for opinion. What it's, for what it's worth, while, while I'm doing this list, Far Cry 6 did come up uh on there it just didn't make the final cut but it was it was on there for a while so i think that's a that's a very good ad to okay. get this up to 15 okay yeah i think i'm good yeah now. so the, the second step here is now which games do we think deserve the boot to be completely taken off the top 10 list mm. um we got 15 Marco, games now so yeah, and not we're not gonna do the reshuffling yet just the games that we think don't even need to be on this mm. Uh, let's do one at a time. 
what do you th- what's one game you think that needs to be taken out of here um man um this is going to be kind of blasphemous considering how much of a fan i am but i wouldn't be opposed to metroid dread getting cut thank you no, i'm just kidding <laughs> that was i was uh, um, I wasn't going to say anything about the game, but I'm thinking like, man, that's a game that we, we talk about these games all the time on this list. Yeah. Almost like, you know, they, but that's a game that nobody's talking about. It just kind of came and went. I know. I mean, I yeah. loved it. I had an amazing sure, time sure, sure. with it, but it just didn't stick to me um, after I beat it. Like, I've never had any any desire to go back and play it again at all. I've been like super content with that one playthrough. And that's not a bad thing. But I just no. wish that um, uh, like other Metroids were different for me. Like when I played Metroid Prime 1 and 2, I wanted to play those again immediately. When I played Super Metroid, I wanted to play that again immediately. And this was just one of those games where it was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of good. I think I've, I've seen everything I, I, I'm interested in seeing. I don't need to really do any of that again. So I wouldn't say it's forgettable. It just wasn't... Um, as memorable as I hope yeah. it could be. Yeah, it's and maybe yeah. that contradicts itself a little bit, but it just it didn't it just didn't stick with me enough. So I, I think it could go. Uh, I'd nominate it as a cut. Yeah, um, uh, I would nominate um, based on everything you've said. I would nominate Ease Nine as as getting off the list. Not because I don't think it's good. It's because based on your top 10 JRPGs of, of all time, Near Replicant getting on there, uh, and you not mentioned Ease 9. I feel like that's a good cut mm. from our list. I think it, you know, this, I think this less sure is about representing us, but um, I think Near is a better choice for you in that sense. So we're just so taking off all that, the games that I nomination. put on the list. That's, that's cute. That's great. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I mean, kidding. look, I, I would be okay with getting rid of Disco Elysium, the final cut. I mean, that's a, that's a okay, definitely look at you being humble. Uh, I was going to nominate that I think that's a that game one. that I, it's on my f- top 10 list. I, 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 I adore that game, but a little bit like Metroid Dread, once I kind of did what I had to do in that game, every time I see the game pop up somewhere, I'm like, oh yeah. Like it's not a game that I constantly think about, which is disappointing because it's a game that I constantly talked about mm-hmm. before it released. So now that, uh, that brings us down to 12 games though. So we still got to talk about making two more cuts. Um, I got a really spicy oh. one, but I I, I want to save that one after we make another cut. But let's 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 think about what we got here. I, I said my piece. I but I think we could go ahead and get Ace Attorney Chronicles out of here. Um, okay, it's a game that it's a game that you didn't I don't I don't you didn't even play. Um, it's a game that I enjoyed very much, and it is on my top ten list. But I think that there are better games on the list as as of right now. Okay. All right. I I think the answer is no, but I just want to have the conversation. Well, I, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I think that I, I think the game you're gonna say. I think it's a restructuring game, it and it's not a game that needs to come off the list. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, you're talking about the the number one game on our list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Okay. I will say this. I think it's between. One of the three games that we added, uh, excluding Hitman 3, because I wholeheartedly agree. I think uh, Hitman 3 needs to be on there. I think it's between Bowser's Fury, 
Uh, actually, I think it's between Bowser's Fury or Far Cry 6, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, high praises about, on you about Near Replicant and you just to get rid of Ease 9 because, in terms of the logic of Near. So, it's, it's an interesting, I think it's between it's Bowser's a, Fury and Far Cry 6. It's an interesting one because the add ons that we put in here, Bowser's Fury is kind of an old game mixed with something new, Near right. Replicant, old game mixed with something new. And then Far Cry 6 is kind of old formula mixed with yeah, something yeah, yeah. new. So it's kind of an interesting parallel these these seem to have in a weird way. But I can't, I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel. Um, I will say, just so, you, just so we're clear, Bowser's Fury is a completely different side thing from yeah. 3D Mario World. Yeah, it's a whole different game. Uh, think of it as like major, like like Minerva's Den to Bioshock Two or something like that. Um, I would almost say Near can go hmm. because because of what it is. I think well, not necessarily, but like I know that for you when you played it, I know you liked it initially, but I think one of your sticking points was, uh, which I thought was valid. Is you know like having the A campaign, the B campaign, yeah, C, yeah. D. It goes all up to I think E or something like that. And it's yeah, yeah, it's just one of those obnoxious ones where you're kind of kind of doing the same thing over again, but you're also not because it's introducing something yeah, new yeah, plot yeah. wise. It's it can and, and the side quests are abysmal uh, in that game yeah. too, which you have it's to have you have to in order to get to the true ending of the game, you have to do all the side quests, which are like the worst fetch questy stuff ever. You have to collect yeah. all the weapons in the game. It's it's a lot of hoops to jump through in a very old school way that I I, I admittedly couldn't get through. I had to YouTube it because it was like, I don't have time for this. There's other stuff coming out soon and I don't, I don't want to yeah, deal that, with it. And that's the stuff with these near games that people love them, but they, they, they're so stuck in their ways. Even yeah. near um, Automata was kind of like that. Not to the point of near Replicant, but it was a lot like that. Yeah. Hey, I, I think that this would be your call. Uh, this is I would be of, totally cool with having Bowser's Fury and Far Cry 6 in our top 10. Yeah, I would. I mean, unless you feel strongly to, to not have Far Cry in here, I'm cool with getting near replicant out of here and just making it, that a well, me thing. Far Cry wasn't on my uh, wasn't a game I nominated. Uh, it was on the outside looking in. It was a game for you that was also on the outside looking in. So if, if that's the case, if we got to get rid of Far Cry Six, I'm 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 okay with that as well. Okay. I mean, I think that's the game because when we look at the thing games that we nominated, that's one that we actually didn't nominate. Mm. It's just a, a, a hey, by the way, I also had this as an honorable <laughs> mention. So so you're saying Far Cry can go. Yeah, I think Far Cry could go. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, we are down to uh, we're back down to ten games again um, after the additions and then the subtractions. So it looks like yeah, we have three new games on the list, mixed with seven that we are retaining from uh, the original list. So yeah, now it's going to become a matter of looking at these ten games and reordering all of them hoes um for a new one through ten type of list so yep um i'm just making sure there aren't any last uh i was thinking about it takes two um but we never we never finished it i just think another game that i had on the outside looking in yeah um let me see if i have anything else on here that i might have written down yeah i didn't really no i think i think everything that's here should be i mean I, I, Tales of Arise. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, well, why not? Life is Strange, True Colors. You like that one? 
I do, I do, but I think I, I, Chivalry Two was a game that we liked for for a hot minute. Um, I do like these those games, but mm-hmm. those are for me. I think that these represent us. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't, for me, just to be honest, I wouldn't have Ratchet and Clank in my top ten. I don't have Forza Horizon Five in my top ten. Uh, and if it were up to me, I would get rid of. Ratchet and Clank, Forza Horizon 5, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I would probably add, you know, uh, <laughs> Tales of Arise, and I would add Life is Strange True Colors, but I know those are non-negotiables for you, Not, well, no, I think they are. No, no, I mean, uh, these lists are always weird, because it's going to be a mix of things we both like, and then we individually like, so it's yeah. unavoidable. I'm willing to hear, okay, so, I'm, willing, I, I'm willing to hear an argument to take Forza off the list. But you'd have to tell me what game you think would be deserving to take that spot and why. Oh yeah, so I think for I, I think that Ratchet and Clank could stay first and foremost. I'll, I'll say that I think yeah. that it does enough in, in the in terms of the gameplay, the technical aspect of, of it, and it being kind of a PS5 showcase for last year. I think that this uh, that game is on there, um, and I think it stays. Uh, I I I Forza Horizon Five to me it feels a lot like. Um, uh, like, what's that game you just took off the list because of the reasons that? You, oh, Metro Dread. It feels like we everybody was high on Forza Horizon Five mm-hmm. because, you know, look great. You know, the the, the Horizon games are always uh, are always lauded and, and people loved and critically acclaimed, but it it just went away. At least in in our circles, it just went away, and it ended up just being more Forza Horizon 5. There wasn't really anything innovative about it. Uh it had some 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 cool moments. Moments that we've seen in Forza Horizon 3, 2, 4. Different though, you know, you're flying with a helicopter, now you're flying with a Boeing 747. Like it's not necessarily as innovative as we thought it was it ended up just being more of the same and that's not a bad thing because forza is incredible Mm -hmm. in that sense when it comes to racing games but i think a lot of the conversations of this is the best racing game ever made and then all all those things that that have been kind of said about this game when the game came out are not conversations or things being said today you know, in many circles, Gran Turismo 7 is, is being talked about as probably one of the better racing sims to have come out. This isn't a racing sim per se, but it, it feels like if a game like Horizon, Forza Horizon 5 had that much cachet, it shouldn't have been taken down so easily. It shouldn't have been forgotten so easily. And I know that if you're, you're out there and you're listening to podcasts, other people talk about games, this game was talked about a lot. But it's not a game that we really ever talk about. We talk about Resident Evil Village all the time. We talk about Guardians of the Galaxy all the time. For good, or, for better or worse, we talk about Halo all the time. You know, we talk about these games consistently. Lost Judgment all the time. But when it comes to Forza Horizon 5, the thought process or the thought that we get is like, oh, yeah, more Horizon. That's kind of where I'm at. And then for me, what I would put on there is I, I, I probably would end up having uh, – would put t- uh, Tales of Arise uh, – that would be my nominee for mm. for that, just because of the fact that I really love that game. I think in terms of JRPGs, um, I know that we're playing one right now that's bar none. But this game, at the time when I was playing it, even now thinking about it, I think it has some of the 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 coolest like set productions in terms of like the story. Uh, I think that the 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 actual 
uh, action of playing the game is really fun. I, I like the characters. Uh, it does put Xenoblade Chronicles does put a little bit of a damper on it now, mm, but yeah. I think in terms of the list and, and the spirit of the list, I definitely think that it should be on there besides Forza Horizon 5, but I'm not going to go all out to fight for it, but I, I, I would love this list to be sans Forza Horizon <laughs> 5. <laughs> all right. Or we could take Forza Horizon 5 and put in Far Cry 6. We could do that. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you, you make a pick uh, and tell me which, which you would choose. I think what we did when we were talking about it originally was we were deciding between Tales of Arise and East 9, and I think we yeah. went with mine. Um, but honestly, hey. to me, I think they're How both about- very by-the-book JRPGs these days. Um, but I think, I think Tales of Arise was the better package overall in terms of presentation and you know design. You know, but I, I don't think it was like my favorite game of the two. But I, I don't mind it being on the list. But if if we're gonna choose between that or Far Cry Six, what would you pick? You would you want? Would you be? I'm asking wa- wa- you. Will, what you wanting want. to put an Ease Nine back on? No, not necessarily. No. Um, I would say Far Cry Six. I think in the spirit of, if you of had to choose, our list, yeah, well, I think that would be. I, but okay, but what were you more passionate about, though? Are you more pa- personally? Oh, tales, okay. tales of Arise. Okay, but I, but I, th- I think that we liked, we liked Far Cry Six enough to be like, man, that that was a really good game that didn't get a lot of praise. Sure, I mean, uh, I just don't want to wait it in a way where the game that we both like gets the tilt. Like, if you feel more strongly about Tales of Arise and that was, like, a, a, a bigger mainstay mentally in your year last okay. year, then so then we'll override I guess, the mutual thing. I guess I guess the conversation now is, how do you feel about Forza Horizon 5 now, eight months later, um, as opposed to how you felt about it then? No, I'm cool with it, I'm cool with it coming off the list. I think, I think the problem that that game had was out of its control and in its control. Out of its control in a sense of, I think, Xbox wrongfully cannibalized it with Halo Infinite when it was in its stride. Oh, my God. And I think that would have kept the community a lot stronger if they had given that game more time to breathe. Um, and there would have been more community-related fun and, and conversation around the game, whereas I think it all diverted right to Halo, and then Forza was sort of back to being that niche thing again. Um, I will say I do think they've done a good job with post-release content uh especially the i've heard the hot wheels dlc which is not the first time they've done it but i've heard it's very good that's right and um but obviously to my point. that didn't come out in 2021 the original game yeah, came out yeah, in 2021 yeah. so i i i just think that game to me was was a great time but looking back on it i think that the open world and the weather stuff the sandstorms and all that to me it was very hollow and you didn't see yeah. it very much. Um, it didn't. Yeah, it just didn't. Looking back, I, I played. I put about twenty, twenty-five, maybe even thirty hours into it. So I, I played a lot of it. But yeah. and the and the I don't story think, beats like I don't know the luchador. Oh yeah, there was a lot of goofy like, shit too. like that. It was goofy, uh, and I didn't like the music either. It was just very. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like that stuff. So the premise, another fucking music festival. Not on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can see. It. I, I'm I'm cool with it going. I I it it doesn't change the fact that I like it a lot. But I, I yeah, I think that um, where it excels for me to me was in its audio design, its its visuals, obviously. 
Uh, the racing mechanics felt good, but I just think as a sequel, looking back on it, yeah, it probably wasn't as bold of a sequel as I hoped it would be. Um, yeah. It was just a, a nice little refinement. Even the menus were the exact same, and the menus were terrible in Forza Horizon 4. They're like, we're going to run yeah, that back. Clumsy. Um, so, yeah. yeah no, the 10th spot is officially vacant for either, uh, what were we saying, Far Cry or Tales of Arise. So, yeah, you tell I mean, me. I, I think I... Think I would it be wrong to kind of compare my experience with Xenoblade Chronicles now as opposed comparatively speaking to Tales of Arise? Not necessarily. I mean, it, it, this is all I hindsight. Can't put myself, it's all hindsight Yeah, because I can't put myself in a situation again where how I felt about Tales of Arise in a world without Xenoblade Chronicles right. 3 because it's just not even close. Right, right. So at that point, I think Far Cry 6 does what it says it was going to do. It manages to do its old formula again, but still make it fun, still make it interesting. Okay. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed is a game that does that and has failed to to uh, succeed in that way and the way Far Cry has uh, succeeded. And, you know, I, I think that th- that game has been chasing three forever and it's gotten good and then it's gotten worse. And I think this is the best Far Cry <laughs> That's not Far Cry Three, and that's and I think that that's a really mm. good compliment to, to give the game. So I would say Far Cry Six got to be on here. Okay. All right. So I guess to summarize, yeah. um, the games from our original list that stayed are Resident Evil Village, Lost Judgment, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Psychonauts Two, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Halo Infinite, and the new additions, uh, Hitman Three. Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury, Near Replicant, and Far Cry 6. How are we feeling? Are we feeling like that's, we're good there? Uh, I like, yep, I like that. I like that. So I think we have our 10 locked in. Now we just got to reorganize them hoes. Yeah, just give me a second. I got to go pee. Oh my God. No bedpan or nothing. (sighs) Nothing. Put on the hold music. And we are back, Stitches. Well, you know they make the pens diapers for people your size, right? You... And my age. Yeah, and your age. You go to the store. Tony Saragusa used to wear them, right? He used to do the commercials. The football That's right. guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember him from the Ravens. It's um, a cool new thing to do. Wear diapers on the podcast. I think it's going to share that, have that in common with my son and be like, you're wearing diapers. I'm wearing diapers. You know. I, I, good I don't want you to pee when you're talking to me, though. That's I don't I don't want to see that face <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'll just I'll reserve that for private time, but I will definitely take a shit while staring right into your eyes. So the thing about Bowser's. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> I think that's right. I like this list. (laughs) Okay, Marco, time for the last step here. Let's reorganize this. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Halo Infinite (laughs) will not be number one. Man, I was fighting fighting everything in my spirit um, to not bring it up earlier. I can say this. I've never had an experience with a game that I come off of it feeling so positive and feeling so good about this game. And then weeks later, just never touching it again. <laughs> it's just, 
I mean, look, after I beat the story, which, by the way, I like the story just fine. I like the open world of it just fine. I thought that stuff was just fine. Uh, I definitely was a lot more hyped on it at the time because of how different it was and, and how new it is. And, and, and I, I, I wouldn't, I think I don't want a Halo game to ever go back to the way it was. I, I like the openness of it. I don't want it to be massive or bigger than what it was. But Halo is Halo, and, and, and the multiplayer of Halo is an equal part of what that game is and represents. And we played the hell out of it. We had a great time, but it wore thin on us quickly, quicker than any other Halo game has ever worn thin on me, ever. Ever. I mean, I, I played those games at least six months, multiplayer. And I did not even play this game for a whole entire two months. It is... I, I, I do have itches and, and, and kind of like, um, you know, want to go back to play with it. Uh, for the itch, I have a cream. Uh, oh. But um, but I do. I, I kind of think about it, but it's just in such dire straits that I don't, I don't understand... <laughs> Master Chase. How this game, uh, <laughs> Master Chase. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I just don't understand what this game is going to do. How it's going to fix itself. It's going to have that that moment where it comes back and it is better than ever, or if it's just going to kind of fall to obscurity until the next Halo game comes out, whatever the hell that is. It's, um, it's not. I a- would nominate this game off the bat to be ten. Put that hoe at the bottom. Let me tell you something, man. Yeah. Don't forget, this game's entire cinematics were broken up until a month and a half ago, y'all. Forget all the stuff we've heard about the multiplayer, the progression system, the battle pass stuff, all that, not having any new content, roadmaps. Literally, the cutscenes were messed up for the first seven months of this game's release to the point where... I actually couldn't play it until recently. Um, And when I finally got to it, I was like, I don't even like this. Like, I only (laughs) liked, I I will say, I liked the story more than most people did, I think. I loved it. Some of the, like the villains, the, the, you know, those guys were home, whatever that dude's name was, um, not Atriox, it was the other dude, but. Atriox is. Atriox and then the other guy was the guy that um, was on the the projection thing every couple minutes talking about oh, I'm going to fight oh my god if you don't shut up he was awful uh, that's not, it was an Atriox one of them was dead and then they teased it at the end spoilers that he didn't die and then the the other dude Eshroom or something oh Eshroom oh yeah, my yeah. god he was he was insufferable if I got to see you enunciate every word that slowly I'm gonna get in there and kill you like he was terrible. But anyways, yeah. I thought the story was good. I liked the pilot. I liked the weapon. I liked Chief. Um, that's about all I liked, though. That that game looked like it was chock full of cut content, and it, we found out later on it was when you know we heard some some post mortem stuff about the game. I thought it was a huge disappointment. Um, so yeah, yeah, this this along with the multiplayer flubs to me, it it is just a, astonishing, and to and especially to come out of the gate early with the multiplayer and be like no we're ready now oh i thought the dick was on Which the at table the moment was like, dope as fuck i won't lie but oh my god get this thing at the bottom let me let me do that now 
Um, I, yeah, I, I, I said the only reason, the saving grace of the game and the reason why it's not completely out of our list is because I, we did enjoy a lot of the single player stuff. Yeah. Right? The game is fun to play. Uh, the shooting, all that, it's all there. It's all Halo. It's all good. And the multiplayer was fun for the first few months. And that's more than what we can say for a lot of other games. However, you we hold this game to a different Halo, kind man. of expectation and pedigree. It is Halo. Like, sure, maybe, you know... Uh, if this was like Sniper Elite 5's multiplayer was horrible, but fine, the game was good in terms of single player. But we're not Halo even, we're not even counting the, the multiplayer content, dude. Like the the no co op hand in hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No co op, no uh, no forge. Which you know, people, I'm not a fan of that, but people love that stuff. Um, it, it, it's it's it screams and yells. It should have been delayed another year, mm. honestly. A damn shame. Uh, and so, with that said, uh, we we are always gonna we're always gonna hold games like that that are near and dear to us to higher standards. So the next Halo game or the next season, whatever it is, whatever they plan to do, it gotta come correct mm. because we can be doing a revisionist history in a couple of years, and this game could be completely out that motherfucking top ten <laughs> list. So <laughs> it ain't far. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So um. I here's 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 kind of where I'm at. I think seven, eight, nine, and ten are perfect. Okay, and because there were games that were added late. Yeah, and that uh, for those of you that, that those are the ones that we just added into the list. That's Super Mario, yeah. Near, Far Cry, and then Halo at, at ten. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's exactly where. I mean, I, I wouldn't argue if you want to take Bowser's Fury down to nine or eight. I, I, we can we can have that discussion now. No. Uh, but I think the rearranging will probably come no, one I'm good through with six. That. I'm good with that. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, seven, eight, nine, and ten are as follows. Which mark over? I'll repeat one more time. Bowser's Fury, Near Replicant, Far Cry Six, and Halo, rounding out the ten. Yeah. Uh, now we got to go one through six. Six Hitman. So, do you think Hitman is is gonna go higher here? I think it has the well. It. I don't know. No. I don't. I don't know yet. Um. I'm still not sold on what's in the top five being in the top five still so it has it might go up just by default but okay uh, for now so, i'm okay ahead, with right where off, it is but let's let's put it right pin off in the that. bat what do you think doesn't need to be in the top five i don't see psychonauts 2 being the second best game of the year yeah i think psychonauts 2 is definitely top five but i don't think it's i don't think it's <sighs> number two is crazy to me um but <sighs> I'm, I'm, I don't hate it, but I, don't, I think I think we have a game that we really both mutually love that would be a better number two. Well, I'm thinking of two because I'm thinking number two should probably be Lost Judgment. That's what I was going to say too. I think yeah. I think Lost Judgment's a lock for top three at least. Yeah. Right. And then here's what I suggest, and tell me if you think this is crazy: Guardians, Lost Judgment, Village. And then Rift Apart. And then uh, Psychonauts, and then Rift Apart. Okay. I'm just doing this in real time on our little Google document. Yeah, also. yeah. So, yeah, Resident Second Evil, here. like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, I don't mind that. I think that feels more... Okay. That feels more, more us than the last list, for sure. I think right. we might have now, stumbled on this pretty early. Hey, is there anything else, though? I mean, now the conversation. Um, Ratchet and Clank. 
We're going versus Psychonauts we're going too. Going back like, to the it, old the, argument, right? Sh- should those flip? Because I, 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 even today, I'm steadfast in Psychonauts two being the better game. Um, I think it's memorable. I still think about it. I've been thinking about playing it again. Mm-hmm. You know, I have all the thoughts that I have a game that you love. Uh, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I, I, I I've actually, uh, I've actually come around to the game, and then I don't feel as strongly as I felt before in terms of it. Me feeling that it's not great. I think it is a great game. I just think for me. Ultimately, I'm just not a Ratchet and Clank fan, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of where I'm at there. So, based on the fact that I'm not a fan, I guess I don't appreciate the franchise as much as someone like you who loves the, the franchise. So maybe I'm just not, you know, maybe my opinion shouldn't carry that much weight in terms of whether or not you feel that it's a better candidate for it to be over Psychonauts too. I just yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to retread too much of our conversation last year, but I, I, I think my biggest sticking point against Psychonauts 2 is the platforming. I felt like yeah. that platforming felt very dated. Um, I love the art style. Well, I didn't love the art style personally. I think the weird faces and, you know, yeah. that stuff was weird for me, but I, I appreciate the art style itself. So I don't hold it against the game. The level design was so inventive and unique. A lot of the the cool ideas they came up with um, with some of the levels. Yeah, we'll get into it all. It went crazy. They went crazy. Um, but I just the platforming, the the core gameplay, having to remap those um, abilities all the time on the triggers to or bumpers to me was just it. It just all felt old and kind of it didn't feel as 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 polished or modern as I felt like it should yeah. have been for a sequel um if it was definitely the weakest part of the game because i think everything else about the game like the story like you said level design the art style i love all that stuff um and ratchet clank has some of that too i just don't think ratchet clank story is any good i don't think it's any good uh but i i I mean it's weird because your strong sticking point is that the, the 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 platforming isn't good, and my strong sticking point about Ratchet and Clank is that the story isn't any good. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to play, but it is for me Ratchet and Clank got a little bit repetitive. Uh, as to where Psychonauts two, yeah, I think you know the things you did in terms of like fighting were not. We're a little repetitive, but the level design was so innovative that it kept the game feeling fresh time in and time out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, I think there's no reason to kind of um, shake things up for the sake of shaking things up. I think if we had decided okay. last year that Psychonauts 2 should be a, a, a notch above, then let, I'm cool with keeping it that way. Um, right, I don't one. I don't think these games uh, these games are different, but they're not worlds apart in terms of overall quality to me so the fact that they're still right there is like a you know neck and neck thing that's that's good enough that's good enough for me all right last thing i i I think i think i think you're right i think we stumbled on this pretty early i think i like it is there a world where lost judgment is number one and guardians is two i don't think so yeah i don't think so um i I like the dlc that came out this year but again we can't judge that based on the fact that you know that came out this year um yeah man guardians of the galaxy i think should have been our number one. When you look down here at kind of um, the nominees and stuff, Guardians of the Galaxy won a lot of those uh, those little oh, the other categories. Uh, like yeah. categories, yeah. I think we it's the game that we talked about the most. I think it's the game that we've come away from uh, even last year, which is crazy. I just think we got caught up in the whole Halo fever that we really, 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 really 
kind of undersold Guardians at too. Yeah. I think Guardians is the best game of 2021. And one thing about 2021 is I did not realize till 2022 how bad 2021 it was, a was bad for year, video dude. games. It was terrible. It was a bad year. Yeah, and that's and that's yeah. part of the reason why we wanted to come back to it one more time and just be done with it because it was a it was a booty hole year, man. Like it was <laughs> it just was. It was like a lot of like weirdness with like transitioning into the new console cycle post pandemic you know pains and then delays and then it was just a whole lot of things happening at the same time yeah. that just made it a weird year in gaming that it won't it won't be my favorite that's for sure but um and 2022 is be, is be is being described as one of the worst games uh, one of the worst years of video games but you know it, it's given us Elden Ring it's going it to give us all. God of War yeah. it gave us Forza Horizon Forbidden West it's given us some real fucking bangers dude you don't play chronicles 3 we haven't mentioned that game enough this sh- uh, the show mm-hmm. it, it's given us legit games like the i don't think half this list survives this year uh on our top 10 list it was specifically all the games that I, that we that we just talked about yeah but yeah man i think that's it yeah you want to go read it out yeah i got this um so number 10 going from one all the way down to 10 is uh halo infinite coming in at number nine we have now chosen Far Cry 6. Number 8 is now Near Replicant. Number 7 is now Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury. Number 6 is now Hitman 3. Number 5 is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Number 4 is Psychonauts 2. Number 3 is Resident Evil Village. Number 2 is Lost Judgment, and the new number one game of 2021 is righteously, been. rightfully, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Also the winner last year of Best Audio, um, Best Character, with Drax winning that award, Best Narrative, and Biggest Surprise, of course. So uh, it cleaned All up. All i got to say that is like, come on! <laughs> come on, guys! <laughs> I can't do it Guys. right now. A little too raspy. Uh, but I feel it, good about this list, man. Um, that was a good time kind of going back and, and revising that uh, it, for sure. It was, I think, it I think was, we got it right. It was much needed. It's it, always kind of stuck in my crawl, even with my list uh, of not having Guardians of the Galaxy at number one, hear which about crawl. I rectified that. I, I, I rectified that there. I rectified that here. Uh, and I will rectify and keep rectifying and rectifying until my crawl is nice and cleaned out that's gonna wrap up this week's show until next time be sure to give our podcast a sub if you enjoy this and don't forget follow us on instagram at cooldown time podcast set so that way we'll always be in your fov and up in my crawl all right thanks for tuning in and we'll see y'all next week Make me feel good.